Section 24 of Great Epics in American History, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Great Epics in American History, Volume 2. The Planting of the First Colonies, 1562-1733, by Francis Whiting Halsey. King Philip's War. 1676 by william hubbard the occasion of phillips so sudden taking up arms the last year was this there was one john sosaman a very cunning and plausible indian well skilled in the english language and bred up in the profession of christian religion employed as a schoolmaster at natick the indian town who upon some misdemeanor fled from his place to philip by whom he was entertained in the room and office of secretary and his chief counsellor whom he trusted with all his affairs and secret counsels but afterwards whether upon the sting of his own conscience or by the frequent solicitations of mr elliot that had known him from a child and instructed him in the principles of our religion who was often laying before him the heinous sin of his apostasy and returning back to his old vomit he was at last prevailed with to forsake philip and return back to the christian indians at natick where he was baptized manifested public repentance for all his former offences and made a serious profession of the christian religion and did apply himself to preach to the indians wherein he was better gifted than any other of the indian nation so as he was observed to conform more to the english manners than any other indian yet having occasion to go up with some others of his countrymen to namasket whether for the advantage of fishing or some such occasion it matters not being there not far from philip's country he had occasion to be much in the company of philip's indians and of philip himself by which means he discerned by several circumstances that the indians were plotting anew against us that which out of faithfulness to the english the said sauceman informed the governor of adding also that if it were known that he revealed it he knew they would presently kill him there appearing so many concurrent testimonies from others making it the more probable that there was certain truth in the information some inquiry was made into the business by examining philip himself several of his indians who although they could do nothing yet could not free themselves from just suspicion philip therefore soon after contrived the said sauceman's death which was strangely discovered notwithstanding it was so cunningly effected for they that murdered him met him upon the ice on a great pond and presently after they had knocked him down put him under the ice yet leaving his gun and his hat upon the ice that it might be thought he fell in accidentally through the ice and was drowned but being missed by his friend who finding his hat and his gun they were thereby led to the place where his body was found under the ice when they took it up to bury him some of his friends especially one david observed some bruises about his head which made them suspect he was first knocked down before he was put into the water however they buried him near about the place where he was found without making any further inquiry at present nevertheless david his friend reported these things to some english at taunton a town 
not far from Namaskin, occasioned the governor to inquire further into the business, wisely considering that, as Sossaman had told him, if it were known that he had revealed any of their plots, they would murder him for his pains. Wherefore, by special warrant, the body of Sossaman being digged again out of his grave, it was very apparent that he had been killed and not drowned. And by a strange providence, an Indian was found, that by accident was standing unseen upon a hill, had seen them murder, was said Sossaman, but durst never reveal it for fear of losing his own life likewise, until he was called to the court at Plymouth, or before the governor, where he plainly confessed what he had seen. The murderers being apprehended were convicted by his undeniable testimony and other remarkable circumstance, and so were all put to death. Being but three in number, the last of them confessed immediately before his death, that his father, one of the counsellors and special friends of Philip, was one of the two that murdered Sossaman, himself only looking on. This was done at Plymouth Court, held in June 1674, insomuch that Philip, apprehending the danger his own head was in next, never used any further means to clear himself from what was like to be laid to his charge, either about his plotting against the English, nor yet about Sossaman's death, but by keeping his men continually about him in arms, and gathering what strangers he could to join with him, marching up and down constantly in arms, both all the while the court sat, as well as afterwards. The English of Plymouth, hearing all of this, yet took no further notice, than only to order a militia watch in all the adjacent towns, hoping that Philip, finding himself not likely to be arraigned by order of the said court, the present cloud might blow over, as some others of like nature had done before, but in conclusion the matter proved otherwise. For Philip, finding his strength daily increasing by the flocking of neighbor Indians unto him, and sending over their wives and children to the Narragansetts for security, as they used to do when they intend war with any of their enemies, immediately they began to alarm the English at Swansea, the next town to Philip's country, as it were daring the English to begin. At last, their insolences grew to such a height that they began not only to use threatening words to the English, but also to kill their cattle and rifle their houses, whereat an Englishman was so provoked that he let fly a gun at an Indian, but did only wound, not kill him. Whereupon the Indians immediately began to kill all the English they could, so as on the 24th of June, 1675, was the alarm of war first sounded in Plymouth Colony, when eight or nine of the English were slain in about Swansea. About this time several parties of English within Plymouth jurisdiction were willing to have a hand in so good a matter as catching of Philip would be, who, perceiving that he was now going down the wind, were willing to hasten his fall. Amongst others, a small party, July 31, 1676, went out of Bridgewater upon discovery, and by providence were directed to fall upon a company of Indians where Philip was. They came up with them, and killed some of his special friends. Philip himself was next to his uncle, that was shot down, and had the soldier had his choice which to shoot at, known which had been the right bird, he might as well have taken him as his uncle. But tis said that he had newly cut off his hair, that he might not be known, 
the party that did this exploit were few in number and therefore not being able to keep altogether close in the rear that cunning fox escaped away through the bushes undiscerned in the rear of the english within two days after captain church the terror of the indians in plymouth colony marching in pursuit of philip with but thirty englishmen and twenty reconciled indians took twenty-three of the enemy and the next day following them by their tracts fell upon their headquarters and killed and took about a hundred and thirty of them but with the loss of one englishman in this engagement god did appear in a more than ordinary manner to fight for the english for the indians by their number and other advantages of the place were so conveniently provided that they might have made the first shot at the english and done them much damage but one of their own countrymen in captain church's company espying them called aloud unto them in their own language telling them that if they shot a gun they were all dead men with which they were so amazed that they durst not once offer to fire at the english which made the victory the more remarkable philip made a very narrow escape at that time being forced to leave his treasures his beloved wife and only son to the mercy of the english skin for skin all that a man hath will he give for his life his ruin being thus gradually carried on his misery was not prevented but augmented thereby being himself made acquainted with the sense and experimental feeling of the captivity of his children loss of his friends slaughter of his subjects bereavement of all family relations and being stripped of all outward comforts before his own life should be taken away such sentence sometimes passed upon cain made him cry out that his punishment was greater than he could bear this bloody wretch had one week or two more to live an object of pity but a spectacle of divine vengeance his own followers beginning now to plot against his life to make the better terms for their own as they did also seek to betray squaw sashim of pokeset philip's near kinswoman and confederate philip like a savage and wild beast having been hunted by the english forces through the woods above a hundred miles backward and forward at last was driven to his own den upon mount hope where retiring himself with a few of his best friends into a swamp which proved but a prison to keep him safe till the messengers of death came by divine permission to execute vengeance upon him which was thus accomplished such had been his inveterate malice and wickedness against the english that despairing of mercy from them he could not bear that anything should be suggested to him about a peace insomuch as he caused one of his confederates to be killed for propounding an expedient of peace which so provoked some of his company not altogether so desperate as himself that one of them being near kin that was killed fled to rhode island whither that active champion captain church was newly retired to recruit his men for a little time being much tired with hard marches all that week informing them that philip was fled to a swamp in mount hope whither he would undertake to lead them that would pursue him this was welcome news and the best cordial for such martial spirits whereupon he immediately with a small company of men 
part english and part indians began another march which shall prove fatal to philip and end that controversy betwixt the english and him for coming very early to the side of the swamp his soldiers began presently to surround it and whither the devil appeared to him in a dream that night as he did unto saul foreboding his tragical end it matters not as he intended to make his escape out of the swamp he was shot through the heart by an indian of his own nation as is said that had all this while kept himself in a neutrality until this time but now had the casting vote in his power by which he determined the quarrel that had held so long in suspense end of section twenty four